brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. This past Tuesday, October 4th, was the three-year anniversary of the enthronement ceremony of the Pacamama demon in the Vatican Gardens, which seems to have kicked off three years of misery and increased tensions for everyone everywhere perhaps hurtling all of mankind towards the material chastisement promised in Catholic prophecy and in various messages of Our Lady at places like Fatima, La Salette, and others throughout the centuries. So, of course, this story from the previous Sunday, making the rounds on social media, makes sense. Catholics in Canada participated in a pagan ritual of apology for things the Church, you know, didn't actually do, but the Novus Ordo hierarchy cannot help themselves to apologize for anyway. Pagan ritual is innocent-looking enough that most won't understand its significance. But I suspect that regular viewers of this channel will understand why the Catholic Church isn't supposed to be doing these things. So let's get into the story. The ritual we're talking about was done in the name of Apology and Reconciliation, and was pushed by Cardinal Archbishop of, of the Church up in Toronto. Here's a basic like tip. If you want reconciliation, the sacrament that goes by that name in the Novus Ordo is available. But here, they mean bending the knee to the secular narrative about things the church wasn't actually guilty of, despite the state alleging it, all made possible by Francis's recent apology tour of Canada. From the Catholic Register, we get this headline. Reconciliation begins with truth, Cardinal tells Orange Shirt Day Mass. Orange Shirt Day was a day in Canada where Canada tried to make up for the past sins of their boarding schools, sins which the state tried to place on the shoulders of the Catholic Church, despite the Catholic involvement having been largely debunked in this. Yes, the church ran schools, but things that our leisure happened didn't. It wasn't perfect, but what happened in reality just does not line up with what the Catholic or state authorities are saying up in Canada. But if there's one thing the modernists love doing is siding with the church's persecutors. But this gets better than the church merely bending the knee and giving an apology to enemies as usual. Pagan rituals are brought into a holy sacrifice of the mass. They were used to kickstart the holy sacrifice because, of course, they were, like a sort of an evil version of the Asparagus May. From the article, quote, Celebrating Orange Shirt Day in one of Canada's most splendid cathedrals on the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation must be done with contrition and commitment to truth, Toronto Archbishop Cardinal Thomas Collins told an early morning crowd at St. Michael's Cathedral Basilica, September 30th, repentant because of the evils done in the name of the gospel, thankful for divine grace and the gift of faith, and committed to the quest for the truth that will set us free. We ask God's blessing on the work of healing and reconciliation, Collins said in his homily. The Mass began with a smudging ceremony before the altar recognizing the centuries of indigenous contributions to the church and honoring indigenous spirituality ought to come naturally to Canadian Catholics, said Collins. Within the community of the church, we need to appreciate and celebrate the traditions of indigenous peoples and of every national and cultural community with the gospel of Jesus Christ as the norm for us all, he said. The starting point for the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation has to be truth, Collins told his congregation. We need to be humbly attending to what has happened and to patiently examine the facts as accurately as is possible, he said. 
Then we can face even the greatest evils with wisdom and courage. Celebrating Mass in St. Michael's Cathedral on the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation is itself a sign of reconciliation, said Niska artist and Alpha Canada outreach worker Julia Kozak. Kozak designed liturgical garments, stoles, chasubles, copes, and miters for Pope Francis to use on his pilgrimage across Canada in July. To see the cardinal smudge at the beginning is very meaningful, said Maria Lucas, a Metis lawyer with the Aboriginal Law Practice Group of Goldblatt Partners, LLP. As an element of our culture incorporated into liturgy, it is important. The Canadian Conference of Catholic Bishops look to Orange Shirt Day as a day of atonement. End quote. Sounds not very good. <laughs> Here's what atonement looks like to the modernists. The following is a video clip that comes from the cathedral's YouTube channel of the ceremony itself, which I'll link in the show notes today at returntotradition.org to view in full. Again, it looks all pretty innocent if you don't what know you're what you're watching. Here are the altar servers being uh, subjected to this ceremony. And now you see laymen, a few volunteer laymen, these are probably ushers, being, well, participants in what can only be described as a demonic ritual. And now I don't say that to, you know, denigrate the person doing it. Again, the role the church should be doing in these things is bringing the light of Christ to people and casting out ancient superstitions, getting rid of, frankly, these kinds of, you know, earth-worshipping things. But unfortunately, you're seeing here is just that, an ancient ritual that the church would have condemned in ancient times. Like I said, it looks innocent enough if you don't know what you're witnessing, but we know that it is a demonic ritual that opens a participant to demonic influence. I have a lot of testimony from people who have been subjected to this in the past, and they say the same thing, which is why we have to ask, why is this in a cathedral? Thankfully, not all Canadians are putting up with this, judging from the following article here. From the Vox Cantor blog, we get this headline. Toronto's Cardinal Thomas Collins permits blasphemous smudging at the altar in St. Michael's Cathedral. Amazingly, that video clip I showed you of the Mass had nothing but likes, which tells me that the few people who watched the clip had no idea what they were witnessing. And yes, you can get an extension for Chrome that'll let you see dislikes if you want that. Anyway, the state of Catholic education in our time is on display here, where people cannot even see that Scripture's warning in Psalm 96, verse 5, and in St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, that all the gods of the Gentiles are devils. And that applies here. We should take those warnings seriously, both in avoiding their ceremonies and also in motivating us to spread the gospel to those who do not know Christ or only know a distorted version of his gospel message. Vox Cantor reports it in all brutal truth in this way. Quote, Thomas Cardinal Collins, Archbishop of Toronto, was present and permitted a pagan smudging ceremony at the altar in St. Michael's Cathedral. In the National Bloodletting of Ideological Truth and Reconciliation, the Register's assistant editor Swan writes on the issue, The Mass began with a smudging ceremony before the altar. The altar of God, where the sacrifice of our Lord at Calvary is re-presented. A blasphemous act of ideology and lip service to the actual suffering and needs of our indigenous communities. Within the community of the church, we need to appreciate and celebrate the traditions of the indigenous peoples and of every national and cultural community with the gospel of Jesus Christ as the norm for us all, said Collins. If that is the case, 
and use a bunch of feathers as an aspergillium, but it stops at pagan ceremonies. The starting point for the national date for truth and reconciliation has to be truth, Collins told his congregation. End quote. The Vox Cantor piece goes on to counter with examples of waste and fraud committed by the state in relations to various indigenous groups in Canada, and that it would be better for reconciliation to start there than to continue to promote a lie about the church's role in things in Canada when it was mostly the state that was doing all this. And that's a fine thing to do, though I know that when I do that, I'm mostly preaching at the choir here, as are the authors of that article. But having the knowledge about why this stuff is dangerous is always a good thing to have. Now, the counter to this is what the Catholic authorities are in due to what the Catholic authorities are doing in Canada, because they're going to claim this is simply just part of the long tradition of the church of bishops incorporating local customs into the mass. Here's the thing. One, a smudge ceremony is more than a local custom. That What the church used to do was never using ceremonies born of adoration of their demons. Nor did the church ever include the naming of said demons by the man the world thinks is Pope during his recent visit to that country. If you want to see what this actually looked like when the church did this correctly, here's a recent story from the same day from Crux about accommodating local cultural norms to get the locals to attend Mass. From Crux, headline, Indigenous Wall Paintings Uncovered at Mexico or Mexican Convent. A parish dating back to 16th century early days of the Spanish missions in Mexico were done up with local indigenous art and architecture to make the locals more comfortable attending the Mass which is not the same thing as adopting pagan rituals out of a sense of misplaced guilt. From the Crux article, quote, Indigenous symbols like a feather, headdress, an axe, and a shield have been found under layers of lime plaster at open-air chapels in a convent just south of Mexico City, experts announced Monday. The finds suggest Spanish priests not only altered their church architecture to accommodate the large number of indigenous converts, but also allowed architects to paint pre-Hispanic designs on the walls. The convent in the town of Tepotzlan dates back to the 1500s, when Spanish Catholic priests built open-air church patios to teach and convert indigenous groups after the 1521 conquest of Mexico. Indigenous peoples in Mexico were accustomed to holding religious ceremonies in the open air, as is done in many pre-Hispanic cultures and were reportedly distrustful of large roofed spaces like churches to attract them. The priests built open-air chapels, a small arch vestibule for officiating the mass, facing a large open patio surrounded by the four walls of the church patio. The National Institute of Anthropology and History said the paintings were found in three smaller structures known as posing chapels, built in the four corners of the open patio. In Tepotzlan, the fourth chapel had collapsed long ago. Often found in conjunction with open chapels, the posing chapels held statues of saints used to mark processions and teach converts. End quote. Do you see the difference? The point of local symbolism being adopted was to get the pre-Christian peoples comfortable with the setting so they could worship God in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Everything was supposed to lead to going to the Mass. Eventually, as you can logically deduce, the people moved into standard parish chapel buildings in this example. Open-air masses are not typically permitted except under certain circumstances, but an allowance was, of course, permitted here to allow for the worship of the triune God and not out of respect for the demons the locals were subjugated by before the arrival of the Spanish. 
this is a completely different act by the missionaries in the 16th century than what we see in Canada, repeatedly happening in Canada in various places. One is to assert the primacy of the secular authorities in their narrative, and the other is to assert the primacy of God in all things, even if that means making the locals comfortable in the most basic way initially. But that's our story out of Canada. I'm curious what you think about this. Do you think I've gone off the deep end with this, or is this just more fruits of Francis's apology tour and his Pacamama veneration and adoration in 2019? Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. Is this sharing these messages on social media? That helps a lot as well. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.